Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Relating and Recovery podcast. I'm an alcoholic and addict. My name's Dustin. I'm an alcoholic and a drug addict. My name is Jay. We are just two guys learning to live and grow in recovery. We are sober members of Alcoholics Anonymous, and we find it important to tell you that we don't speak for Alcoholics Anonymous. We're just a couple of guys trying to stay sober and maybe, just maybe, help someone else along the way. Maybe. I'd like to point out that we are not experts. We are not here to teach you anything either. We want to share experience, strength, and hope, and possibly inspire, and have some healthy but sometimes difficult conversations about recovery. So, join us, Relating in Recovery Podcast. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Relating and Recovery podcast. I'm an alcoholic and an addict. My name's Dustin. Hey, Dust. Uh, my name's Jay. I'm an also an alcoholic and a drug addict. Hey, Jay. What's going on? Holy man. Uh, so many beautiful things, right? There's so many beautiful things. Uh, I wouldn't even know how to honestly answer that question. But I, I'm really, really, really excited. And uh, and the adrenaline's flowing and the blood is, is moving. And uh, we have a guest in the, in the studio today. Uh, to talk to talk on some awesome stuff, and uh, I'd like to introduce everybody to Jody T. Hi, friends. My name's Jody, and I'm a grateful alcoholic. Hey, hey Jody. Jody. Welcome. Welcome. Hey, guys. So yeah, listen. I uh, this is going to be an interesting an interesting topic this week, you guys. You know, um, a lot of a lot of our listeners they have children, right? Um, and many of them are different age children, of course, and a lot of them had uh, had kids that were were. Uh, involved with their active addiction they were taken hostage by us and uh, they watched transformations and now they get to live a, a life of recovery today hopefully mm-hmm. um and and i'm no different i had that experience um i know you have younger children at home dust yeah. and uh, i also believe that you come from a a, a family of uh, uh with history in the program yeah i'm you know? uh s- second generation uh sober alcoholic uh my father was in the program and uh actually before i went uh, into my active addiction and alcoholism, I actually, I kind of grew up in and around the rooms, right? Okay. Nice. Coming to meetings with my dad. So Very nice. yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. I've, uh, I, until I was of age to go out there and drink myself, I used to, I used to enjoy coming to the meetings. There's an age limit to drink. Is that, is that a real thing? <laughs> oh. Yeah. Well, I, it's, I, I was speaking about before that actual legal age. Oh, legal, age, legal. legal okay. Age I, I didn't limit, realize that. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, by the time I was like 15 or 16, maybe 17, I, I, I stopped going, but, uh, you know, some, some good memories growing, going up or growing up, excuse me, um, going to meetings with, with my dad. Right. Nice. It was, nice. uh, it, it it was it was interesting because you know I, I always thought that that my dad was that that guy under the bridge oh you me. Know, I, I <laughs> <laughs> you know um, uh, you know my I I was told when I was young that my dad was an alcoholic and I thought like you know that he must have been a like you know really bad drinker like the guy underneath the bridge and gotcha. you know and then you know I used to hear stories when going to the meetings when I was a kid and you know, some of them were, some of them were pretty scary, you know, and says so some of them were eye opening. Right. And, uh, I thought, wow, my dad used, must've drank a lot. 
you know, right. the, the things you think as a kid. But I can remember being welcomed into the rooms and um, I met lots of other kids, you know, growing up. Right. And, um, you know, as a young young man, I went to some, some Al-Anon meetings and some Alateen meetings. And, wow. you know, my, my understanding of, you know, my dad and his disease grew as I got older until a certain point when that disease grew in me right? yeah and then, isn't that something that and then with all this with all this history and all this this lifetime of uh of of, of information you know this this power that was already all around you you, you you when you still got into your active addiction you still couldn't see the solution yeah imagine so sometimes when i share my story i i i touch on that nothing you know that growing up in a in a home of recovery because my, my mom did a lot of al-anon as i grew up as well and and my dad being sober, nothing, like absolutely nothing could have prepared me for where the disease was going to take me, right? Nice. Uh, you know, cunning, baffling, and powerful, as they say. Baffling. Um, mm-hmm. You know, I, I thought it wasn't going to happen to me, and, and I was different. And, you know, that, that reservation of, of what an alcoholic was that I somehow, that, that my mind somehow took on, you know, my dad being the guy under the bridge who somehow had a family and came to AA and got sober, I know it's, it sounds crazy for me to, to say it out loud, but, but that's, as I started to drink, that's what I was basing the disease of alcoholism and addiction off of, right? Right. Um, you know, I, I, I thought, there's no way I could be an alcoholic. I have a job. I have a car. I have a girlfriend. I have these things in my life are like, I'm, I'm, I'm headed in the right direction. And right? you're super handsome. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. No. <laughs> but, but, but that's the, you know, that reservation kind of kept me from seeing you know some of the simpler um indications that you know at the beginning that i had a problem right mm. um but i i can remember like fond memories of of being in the rooms as as i grew up as i grew up right and, I, and as you say that i think about i was walking in the rooms often and i would see uh, our guest today and she was i didn't know jody at the time but i'd see her in these in the room and um she had a, a there was a, a little guy in the back or sometimes right beside her um on on like a phone or an iPad or uh, whatever else he was playing with, and and I remember, um, I remember thinking like really early on how how beautiful that was to me, and and I actually really admired that what I was what I was looking at. But that's not everyone's experience, right? Not everybody has that experience, and not everyone also has this the, the the perception I had when I walked in. They also look at it very differently. I mean, we're we're fighting for our lives. Let's not fool ourselves. This yeah. is this is a life and death program. We we are we we're in we're in dire straits, and then we see this these these circumstances, and we get uh, almost like a log. Like we get defensive of of anything and anyone and anywhere that could possibly derail what my mind is focused on trying to accomplish, which is stay freaking sober, yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, and I'm very um, protective of that, right? Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, Jody, Jody is like, maybe what, what about you? I mean, you bring Jaden in these rooms. What's your experience? Um, well, for myself anyways, I'm an only parent. So raising my son on my own, um, I came into the rooms when Jaden was four. Um, and because being an only parent and also living in an area where I didn't have very much family support, I needed to stay sober. And to stay sober, I had to stay in the rooms. And in order to be in the rooms, my child had to come with me. I wasn't in a position to have daycare on a regular basis to attend the meetings that they tell you mm. or that I needed to have for myself in order to stay sober. So for me, I didn't have a choice but to bring him in the rooms. And um, it, it's been it's been a blessing in so many ways of planting the seed within him as well. 
But I, I did get some flack at the start of having him in the room with me. Um, there's some people that yeah. are set on their ways, and, and that's okay. But um, I was able to explain to them, like, this is my situation. This is how I'm living, and this is what I need to do to stay sober. I need to be in the room. If I'm not in that room, I don't have my kid. So I, I had to have him with me, and he became an honorary member of my home group. I found a group that accepted him and accepted me, and uh, it just it worked for us, right? Mm -hmm. And I was able to you get him a tablet. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. it was great, right? Yeah, nice. So and yeah, some days he would sit beside me, and I had to remember at times too. He was only four and a half. Um, that he is a kid and he's sitting in an AA room where he doesn't fully comprehend everything going on. Oh, a little stir crazy. He's four and a half, right? Right. But uh, we found what worked and eventually he got set up in the in the corner at the club and he's got his his whole little setup with his electronics and he's great. The guys bring him over treats and it's wild, yeah. wild. You know, it's and awesome. it's funny because also like we never see like I mean I don't go to tennis matches right or golf matches, but if we brought a four year old there, nobody would say nothing, but they're expected to be quiet. <laughs> Right or church for that matter. Yeah. I mean, they bring your your four year old to church, but there's an understanding there, right? And yet here we are in our in our um, our environment doing uh, our necessary things to keep us alive mm -hmm. and to uh, and to connect with a power, right? That's gonna that's gonna en enrich our lives and enhance our, our ability to be better people um, effectively by being there. But yet there's still this bias that it's supposed to be a certain way. Yeah, wild. Wow. Well, and I know the seed got planted on him in him very early on because uh, we were walking to school the one day, and uh, I said to him, I said, okay, babe, I said, uh, tonight when we get home from school, going to have dinner, we got to get ready for our meeting. He says, oh, we have AA meeting tonight. And that was the first time I ever heard him say AA as opposed to just a meeting, and I'm like, hmm, you kind of get it. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was kind of nice. neat the way he actually like said that. that, right? Like it yeah. actually, it was an understanding that he... he he just got it. It wasn't no longer just a meeting. It was an AA meeting. And that opened up the door to conversations later on. Important sitting ones. At the, yeah, very important ones. Mm -hmm. Sitting at the dinner table and asking him the question, like, you understand why I go to these meetings, right? You understand why mommy needs to go to these. And it's, it's opened up that line of communication that um, we need as parents to begin with, but especially being a... a an alcoholic it's it's opened up that line of communication that i need with my son yeah absolutely so. have you um have you had conversations with your son uh about if he, uh, if he remembers uh you you drinking i have had conversations with him and without delving too far into to my actual story um one of the things he does remember though is the the fight that i had with his father and uh, he remembers the alcohol being in the house um, but as for him actually saying he remembers me drinking, he doesn't. If I ask him um, if, if he remembers something, he says coffee or club soda. Yeah. But actually to, to say that he remembers me drinking, I haven't approached the subject now that he's a little older. He yeah. might have those memories. Um, but as for him remembering what I was like, I don't think he has much of a recollection of How that. How old was Jaden when you got sober again? Uh, about four and a half. How old were you, Dustin, when you went into the rooms and your dad got sober? Uh, I was I was about four. Four, yeah. imagine. I, and actually, do you have those my, recollections? One of my earliest memories, uh, I, I have one memory of my father drinking, like one memory, and then I have and one of like my second earliest memory in my life that I can remember back. Uh, I was getting up on a chair at my dad's one year medallion and, uh, to congratulate him. They, they they convinced me to go up to the mic and say congratulations, Dad, I love you, and 
And uh, uh, those are my first, uh, my two first earliest memories that I can think back on uh, mm-hmm. as an adult, in, like in my life. Like n- before that, I don't have any memory uh, of anything. Uh, so, you know, I don't have much memory of, you know, use and abuse in the home or anything like that. Um, but I, I do have that memory of, you know, being at my dad's one year. So right. I, I, I would have been about four at the same age as, mm-hmm. as your son. I'm interested in that because Noah ran on the stage at my one-year medallion. And I'm telling you, um, we, we, we talk about trying to be present in our lives. And I have never to this day before or after been more present than it was in that moment. I remember forgetting where the hell I was. I didn't care about a medallion or the 75 people or the whatever. Yeah. You know, Rick looked fantastic next to me in a pink shirt and his bald head. But <laughs> I uh, all I remember was Noah on that stage. And I, I have no doubt in my mind that that's etched in his memory as well. Yeah, yeah. what a beautiful memory. You know? Absolutely. I remember that. There he would have been, I guess, eight years old. So mm-hmm. he's also got a little more developed in his mind at that point, too. Yeah, a little, a little more aware at his age. Right. Yeah, there yeah. wasn't a dry eye in the audience for that. I remember mm. that. And then I remember when I got my three-year pin, um, Jaden came up on the stage, even though it, it's not something that's normally... Because in our home group, what you do is you, you receive a pin for the off years. and uh, Off years being? Uh, the two, three, four, and then like oh, gotcha. six, seven, eight. Because so, we celebrate medallions for one, five, ten, and so on. And uh, yeah, Jaden came up when I got my pin because we get to go up and give a little thank you to the group. And uh, yeah, he came up when I got my pin, which I thought was pretty cute. That's so. amazing. Cool. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, what about, so, okay, so, I mean, this is great. So these kids are in there. And uh, and as a matter of fact, um, to this day, Jody's uh, son and my son, actually, um, they'd like to go to the meetings because each other are there, right? They have this, they, they, it's almost, it's like a, so uh, it's been my experience that, um the program of Alcoholics Anonymous has clearly saved my life, and the fellowship allows me a lot of opportunities in the rooms to do a lot of great stuff and 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 connect. Right, so it's it, on on one level, it's a social gathering mm-hmm. of my of my tribe, right? Yep. And and it kind of makes me smile to think that the boys have the same sort of um, idea of it, right? Like it's social, right? They're going to see each other there, right? Yeah, you mentioned on the drive over something about. Um, you, you have friends from way back when that were kids in the program. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I have, uh, I have, I, I have connections with, uh, you know, we're adults now, I'm 34. I have connections with people that I, that, that I made in the rooms as, as children. You know, our, our parents are in the program. And oddly enough, some of them are, are like me are popping up in the rooms now, right? And, and oddly getting, enough, eh? Getting sober themselves. Oddly yeah. enough. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> It's a, it's it's a family disease they say right and that's part of what we're talking about talking about today so um, but yeah yeah I've, look not uh, to go off topic but Paul Stastny had three four brothers that all played in the NHL you know there there's sometimes there's traits gifts DNA and 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 genetics involved with everything yeah so oh definitely I, well I, I see that in my family right uh, uh, my, my grandma uh, was a member of Alcoholics Anonymous. Uh, my dad's two brothers are about as sober as, as he is, uh, as far as length, length of sobriety. Um, and then I have another uncle as well who's who's in the rooms. And uh, most of the women uh, have been to an Al-Anon meeting or two. So, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, uh, I love the one of my favorite speakers uh, is uh, Kent C. And uh, Kent says, alcoholism doesn't run in my family. It gallops. Yeah, right. <laughs> and and I, 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 it just makes me laugh, right? Because that's that's what it is. And you know, for me, when I was uh, when I was first reading the Big Book of Alcoholics Anonymous with my sponsor, 
I identified with with this this line in Bill's story. He says, "I forgot I forgot the strong warnings and prejudices of my people concerning drink," mm-hmm. and, and that was me, right? But by the time I was old enough to drink and 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 do other things, I, you know, I thought this, I'm not doing anything different than what the other young people in my age are doing. Like I'm just I'm just experimenting, right? And meanwhile, everyone that knows me and loves me and my and my family are going careful <laughs> hold on right. a second here yeah. right and you know i i'm i'm you know i'm grateful for the very grateful for the upbringing that i had and of course you know all the love that i received along the way whether it be my, my you know my mom and dad and in, in, in my immediate family or the love of my wife and and my children uh looking back i i realized today that 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 the love of anyone in my life couldn't get me sober now, now that doesn't like I don't go as far as to say that it doesn't impact me today because once I got sober, I was able to harness that that inspiration as, as a father, you know, to, to really dig deep and go after recovery. But it, it, when I was in when I was in the grips of that progressive illness, um, like the love of my children, the love of my wife, my mom, and my dad, uh, nothing could could bring me out of that. Right? No, yeah. I totally understand that, and um, so. For myself, my family situation, um, I have a couple of family members that should be in the rooms. I'm not taking their inventory. <laughs> um, however, I am the only person that uh, is in recovery, um, and I'm very grateful for that. Uh, years ago, I heard a speaker at the ORC and uh, was talking about how their, their child, they, they used to wish and hope that, I hope they never drink, and I, I they never pick up a drink. And it's like, yeah, so I used to have those hopes, like, okay, I really, truly hope that Jaden sees what I'm doing and will never pick up a drink. But our children have their own paths laid out for them. We, we can't control that, right? Yeah, Whether definitely. they drink or not. And that speaker made me open up my eyes to the realization that, you know what, I hope my son can drink. I hope he can pick up a drink and not have my disease. Um, and it, it changed my perception on the way I looked at it. And I truly do hope my son can grow up and be normal, not like me, right? Yeah. Um, but it's true. So the ABCs of the 12 steps, which is so close to me, it was on my five-year medallion. Um, A, that my life was unmanageable. And you guys know my story. My bottle was more important than my kids. And B, no human power. So everybody always says to me, well, you, you have a son. How is that not enough to stop you from drinking? Because no human power exactly. was going to make me stop drinking. That's it. As yeah. I love my child with all my heart. But... Even that was not enough, right? Yeah. It, no, I can it was relate. The, the C part of that. Yeah. A God couldn't would if he were thought. Jody, when you first went to the room and you brought Jaden, the very first time you brought Jaden into a room, um, uh, now you were like a pioneer to me to that because I, I, I kind of went in with a little bit more of an open eye, right? Like I, I, I didn't catch this. But I'm wondering, like, because of my disease rate is in my mind, right? And, and I and I have, especially early on, and you must have been early, I'm assuming it was really early on. Mm-hmm. And I know really early on, I was probably in a place where I was so concerned about what other people thought, right? Mm-hmm. And so concerned about people pleasing. Um, and, and, and I had no ability to realize the importance of putting myself first, especially at the, 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 at the necessity of saving my freaking life. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like when you first went into the room for the very first time with, with Jaden, um, when, when, when they were in the meeting, were you present in the meeting or were you concerned about what Jaden was doing in that sort of environment? <laughs> Absolutely worried about my child and what he was doing and what other people thought of me, mm-hmm. without a doubt. Um, and so 
and experiencing that, I was worried. He's, again, four and a half years old, sitting beside me, squirming in the chair for an hour. I kept putting my hand on his knee. Dude, sit still, sit still, right? Hmm. Because exactly that. I didn't want the disruption to other people in the meeting um, and whatnot. So I was able to figure out ways that would work for us that I could go to the meeting, take him with me, and he would not be a disruption. Again, trying to keep in mind, he's four and a half years old, right? Mm -hmm. So it was, okay, have my phone. Well, and then as I started to get to know members in the meeting, they would allow me to have the Wi-Fi password. So Janie can now play games on my phone with earphones. And that would completely keep him occupied. Awesome. Um, and then the more he was occupied and content, the more I could focus on the front of the room and start to gain the benefits of AA. Imagine, right? Mm -hmm. And I'm wondering like, if that was your, your experience, uh, how many... Can, tens of zillions of others have the same or the fears are so manifested in their mind beforehand that they don't even go to the rooms because they're so fearful of how their child may behave especially a let's say like newborns or one yeah. year and two year olds right well, that you can't yeah. sit still I, I i have some experience in that i i my my second child uh his name's callum he was a, he was a sobriety baby he was born at three uh, i think i was three months sober and uh let me just tell you uh I, I, for anyone who doesn't know this, babies are loved in the room. Yeah. I, I, mm -hmm. when we, uh, when, when he was first born, uh, you know, what, about, about the one month old, we started bringing him to the rooms and like, you want to see the, the, the ladies swoon over a baby. He got passed around the room and, and him and his mom or his mom and I were able to sit there and, and enjoy the meeting. Right. So many people were willing to, nice. they, they, they nice. love, they yeah. love a baby in the room. Yeah. For right? the record, it's, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a male and I'm a swooner. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. no, I agree. It's <laughs> absolutely right. And, and the kids do become such a big part of the, the a lot of these, uh, our, our elders that are within the AA, um, look at these children as their own grandchildren, right. And yeah. treat them as such too. Like it, it is difficult at first and it's the stigma with anything. Right. And, it's hard because that's exactly what it is. It's you're you're wanting your child to be absolutely picture perfect so that people will accept you and them, and you can do what you need to do in the rooms. But at the same time, they are children. Um, they're going to be like. But you know how many times have we been in a meeting and it's the adults in the back that are chatting oh, more than the children? Oh my goodness right? gracious! I could, I could, I'm telling you. <laughs> but I mean, but then the, that that really takes me to this little uh, that that takes me to the, the don't spill. Concentrate on not spilling my own coffee. Yeah. Right. Um, there's this, uh, just for our listeners sake, um, there's a fella, he walks into a, a room, uh, a fellowship and he says, you right up to the, um, right up to the, to the chairperson says, I'm out of here, man. I'm done. These people over here are chit-chatting. This guy's living in hypocrisy. This guy's not spiritually fit. This guy over here is gossiping. This guy's 13 stepping. This guy's doing this. This guy's doing that. I'm out. I'm done. I've had it. I've had it with this. And the chairperson says, look, man, you're not obligated to stay here. You can leave whenever you want, but do me one solid favor. Do me one favor before you go. Go over to the coffee bar, fill yourself up a cup of coffee right to the brim, walk one time around the gymnasium, come back and see me, don't spill that coffee, and then you can leave. Okay? Deal? Okay, says, sure, man. Okay, fine. Whatever. But I'm out. Goes over to the coffee bar, pulls the coffee right up to the top, to the brim, uh, starts walking around the room, goes around the back, goes around the side again, comes back over to the chairperson. Chairperson says, uh, okay, so you're going to head out? He goes, yeah. He goes, but let me ask you before you go, when you were walking around the room just now, did you see anybody with this hypocrisy that was bothering you? Did you see the gossiping, the 13th stepping, the unspiritually fit people? Did you see any of these things? And he says, no. He says, well, why is that? He goes, because I was concentrating on not spilling my coffee. Boom. Yeah, you know, if I'm focused on what I'm doing, I'm not focused on what you're doing, then I have a chance. Then I have a shot. Yeah, absolutely. Agreed. 
I could have used that story in my first mo- uh, six months of sobriety. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's it's funny how we like you know we're we're so focused on well when we're sick anyways we 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 focus on everything else but us mm-hmm. right? and it's it it's well what did my one of my first sponsors say used to say that it's the I have to focus on the mirror instead of the magnifying glass, right? And, and that helped me a lot. In gotcha. Yep. It's like it's like you know the the how, how we say cleaning uh, cleaning our own side of the street, right? right. So you know it's it, it's hard it's hard to do that, and when you're when you're just getting sober, but you know through good sponsorship and, and yeah. people pushing you in the well, right direction. Yeah, and that was my advantage. I grabbed a sponsor right off the hop, and she says, "You do what you need to do to get sober. You bring that kid every week. You do what you need to do." Um, so if there's anything I can say to anybody, it's you need your sobriety. And if you don't have your sobriety, for myself, if I don't have my sobriety, I don't have my kid. So in order to have my sobriety, I bring my son to those rooms. And he has been fully 110% accepted in those rooms. And mm-hmm. look at the relationships mm-hmm. that have built. Like our kids are best friends. And yeah. um, when the pandemic's over and we can get together and have, have Dustin with us with the two boys, like these are lifelong friendships that have been formed, right? Like yeah. it's incredible. It's awesome. And uh, yeah, you know, it's uh, it's and Jody's right on point here. Like we have, um, so our boys have this relationship, right? And I'm just gonna throw out, I'm making all this up, listeners. Um, like I'm sure there's, I'm sure there's two boys in Arizona going through the same thing. I'm sure there's two boys in Colorado going through the same thing. I'm sure there's two boys in Austria going through the same thing. There's two boys in England going through the same thing. And what it, what it just. It, it shows to me that a, a different level of acceptance, right? So we, we start, I mean, acceptance is something we practice. It's written on page 417 of the big book of Alcoholics Anonymous, right? And there's lots of acceptance readings in many of the fellowships across the board and acceptance outside of the fellowships as well. I mean, it's a crucial part of growth in our lives. But yeah. um, that being said, is I, I, I feel like um, these boys and girls um, yeah. are, are almost like... Um, teaching everyone else around them uh, acceptance right yeah. by being present and and just being in these positions right now they didn't ask for this no you know neither did we yeah so we do what we do with the best with what we got um you know here jody mentions that, that her sponsor said you do what you have to do to get sober right no yeah. matter what it is well, our sponsors tell us from the beginning we have to be willing to go to any lengths right yeah, and it. if that length requires me ruffling a few feathers because somebody isn't willing to have acceptance in their lives i bring my child into the room and guess what they're going to learn by default acceptance <laughs> well and on that it's so dustin said it earlier about the fact that um you pictured the the bum under the bridge with the brown paper bag. But here's the thing, when you walk into that room, we come from all different walks of life. We have people in there that are business professionals, we have the lawyers, we have the doctors, we have the principals, we have um, all of that, right? So not only are they gaining the acceptance, but they're learning that this disease affects absolutely anybody, not just the person under the bridge, right? And that gives them that extra added compassion that they need later, that they need now in life, especially with the bullying and sort of things going on, right? And accepting I love the term bum. I don't know why this analogy, literally this acronym just came to my head, a beautiful, unappreciated man. Wow. Nice. Nice. It came out of nowhere. Nice. But we can learn a lot. because Because I was so focused on that guy under the bridge. As being the alcoholic, I ended up becoming a bum. Ah, <laughs> you nice. Know, yep. At the end of the day, right? Yeah. I, I was so focused on that. But, but I, I think there's many reasons for that. But, you know, for me, like thinking about being a child of, of the program, one of the, the greatest gifts that I got when I was in a treatment center 
is once I finally identified as an alcoholic, and, and I was very fortunate that that happened while I was in that treatment center. I thought I was there for a whole litany of reasons, but um, none of them was because of my drinking. And then I, and then well, I know it's funny, right? But yeah. <laughs> it's, it's funny now. It wasn't funny then. But um, I, once I identified, I, I believe I, I had a gift or, or, and I'm careful to say like a one up per se from, from the, the other guys that, that had come into this without any prior knowledge of AA or NA or CA is I knew once I, once I found out that I was an alcoholic, I knew that the rooms worked because of my parents. Mm-hmm. I knew that recovery was real, that people recovered and stayed sober and had good lives because I have an example of that on my home. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the amazing thing that you guys are giving your children. And, and I, I hope to give the same to my children is that, is that if you do, in fact, one day have a problem, you know, with, with alcohol or drugs or whatever, that there is a solution to, mm-hmm. to that problem. Right. Um, and, you know, for, for me, it, it, when I was ready to, to see that, uh, you know, I had, I didn't have to walk into an AA meeting or an NA meeting or CA meeting and, and think, does this actually work? Are these people really sober? Right. You know, I, I, I knew it already. Yeah. Right. And that was, that was given to me, uh, by the example set by, by my parents. So, mm-hmm. uh, very fortunate, very grateful of, of that, you know, to have that experience. Yeah. When I was in treatment, I, I learned that I needed to be selfish for myself. I needed to get sober for me. Um, because of the fact of if I didn't get sober for me, if I tried to do it for my child, chances are it wouldn't be successful. I need to get sober for me and get well for me and let my child be the benefactor of my sobriety. Yeah. And that's exactly what's happened. Yeah. Um, it's not easy. It's not because there is the stigma sometimes in the rooms um, of bringing your children. But it's, again, finding the groups that accept that and um, doing what I need to do so that I can be the sober parent uh, to a child and raise them the way I need to raise them. Um, It's created us to be quite the team, which is pretty awesome, um, which I enjoy. You guys are close, eh? Yeah, we are. Yeah, we are. Um, Yeah, we had the conversation at dinner not long ago and... uh, he, now that he's 10, he's asking, he's, Mom, do I have to go to the meetings? I said, you don't have to, but I would like you to. Um, because even though you're sitting in the back and you're not listening, I know you're listening. I said, because you've come home and asked me questions. And that's important for us to keep this communication open. And uh, so I guess maybe he has talked to me recently about uh, mem- uh, remembering some of my drinking days, um, whether he remembers actual events um, or just maybe... Because I am a healthy person, I'm, I'm whole, right? And being whole and wholehearted and being a mom and being the best that I can be and the positivity in my glitter, right? What yes. a beautiful word to use when we're describing the impact we have on our children by default as being a parent. They have this automatic unconditional love and, and, and protection feeling that they, and, that they look to, for us, you know, to us for. And then you use the word healthy. Oh, I love that word. Yeah. Oh, that's a sexy word. Foreign. Foreign. It's foreign. Foreign before we got sober, oh my right? Gosh. But but now we're we're finally moving towards Healthy that. How was that. spelled J D. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No yeah. doubt. Yeah. Absolutely. It's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm gonna sit. I'm gonna I'm gonna put a spin on it now. Okay. So here's the here's the reality though. So somebody comes up in the room. Okay. So I it's so I guess we all are under the same impression that it's clearly through our experiences that it's crucial that we bring our children, Absolutely. encourage our children, discuss these things with our children. I mean, we talk about um, 
us as, as going forward in the program to help other people because we're armed with the facts. Well, shouldn't we be arming our children with the facts, right? Yeah, Empowering them to have uh, um, opinions and beliefs and um, and an actual uh, a backpack full of, of, of tools, right? Um, for them to go about their lives. Like how, how empowering is that? But, but let's say they walk into this room, right, with the parent and at 9, 10, 11, 12 years old, um, you know, when they are super impressionable and they have um, their own fears of manifesting into their lives, they've got, they, they've started to build an ego in their own, within themselves. They worry about what other people think and how they look and how they, uh, and, and probably less so about how they feel, but they are impacted mostly by how they feel. Um, what happens now if uh, somebody says, um, not something to me, something to my child? Like, you really think you should be here, son? You know, and now let's say they've been in the rooms for four or five years. What happens? Do I become this defensive mechanism now that I'm just going to automatically protect my son and lash out? Or do I have a program that allows me to have acceptance towards this person? Or on the flip side, does my son now have tools that he can say the appropriate response, which I don't really know what it would be. Yeah. But does he have the ability to maintain that level and say something? Or is he going to uh, run away and have this experience from something negative uh, that, that affected him through fear-based uh, communication? Yeah, it's a, it's interesting. I think I think for the most part, though, like like it's my experience bringing my children to meetings and and being a child at at the meetings that you you're really not you're not going to find that um, for the most part. I I think you know children are welcomed into the rooms and yeah, I like like that's not my experience. I, I wanted know, but, to yeah. I I, th- I wanted and I, I found it necessary to let's let's to uncover the reality that not everybody in the rooms are well. Right. Yeah. And if there's self-seeking behaviors and, and uh, how does this affect me behaviors and that was to happen, uh, I'm just wondering. I'm just wondering if you had any thoughts. Jody, do you have any thoughts? Well, I just know from my own experiences, um, because like I said, I did have a little bit of comment of um, it's not appropriate for the children to sometimes hear the things that go on at the front of the room, especially when you're at a discussion it's or a very a, valid open point. meeting. Some of this stuff is really, really personal. you've got people up there telling their story and their stories aren't pretty. No, right? suicides and uh, death and, uh, and destruction. Motorcycle accident, yeah, all of it, right? Like there, there's many, many factors that Absolutely. these children hear. But my belief for my child is that um, I want him exposed to the truth. I don't want him to, to not not know the reality of this i like what I, I watch a tv show that deals specifically with alcohol and drug use um and people getting well and i don't want him to be hidden from that so i've also got the relationships within the group being around long enough that i also have people that not only are watching it for me but do watch it for my child oh, it takes a village oh man absolutely that's, that's and we are each other because they do too, right? they do lean over and say shh to the child you yeah, know absolutely like, turn your but volume they're down. also they're yeah. also paying attention because they've been around much longer than me we're talking some of these men and women who have been in the rooms 20 30 years they also are very in tune to the people in the room so they do very well protect the children as well, right? I, I was, I was uh, Thank God for And this things. is outside of the room. I mean, not the protection aspect, but the whole fact, like, I was at the Honda Indy a couple, about a year, two years ago, and I remember this this guy, they, they would walk around and sell the beer out of the out of the bucket on his chest, and he kept, uh, but there was, like, hundreds of different guys, so they kept on asking me everywhere I went, and finally Noah pipes up one day, and he says, uh, 
my dad doesn't drink that stuff, he says, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know? So. Well, it's, I'd be in the restaurant with Jaden, and uh, the waitress would come up, come up and ask what we'd like to drink, and he always gets a root beer, of course, especially if it's the dads in the beer bottle. Oh, same bottle, right? Yes. And then she would ask me, and he would just pipe up coffee. Coffee. Like instantaneous, <laughs> like coffee. Yeah. Do, awesome. you, do your kids ever mention anything, Dustin, about like when when everyone else is drinking a beer or anything that, that and you're not? Yeah, yeah. Uh, recently, my 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 oldest son's five, uh, just turned five this this past year, and and he's kind of going through an awkward stage where he's like acknowledging outwardly that I I'm an alcoholic and that I, I okay. go to meetings. Fantastic. Uh, it's it, it's it's quite interest, interesting. It's made. Made for a couple of uh, really funny occasions. One, well, the the one when when we were in Niagara Falls, there. Okay. Um, we we were ordering uh, food, and and he's uh, said something along the lines of, uh, you know, my 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 dad's uh my dad's an alcoholic. He's he goes to those meetings. He doesn't want any of that. You know? <laughs> I love it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, yeah. You know, he's in in he knows I drink a lot of coffee and yeah yeah mm-hmm. and um so so we had to have that well, while we were on vacation in niagara falls i had to have the the first time ever uh have a talk with him and just say you know like it's not really it's it's we're not i'm not hiding that i'm an alcoholic but we're not advertising yeah we're not trying to tell people that that Mm -hmm. i'm an alcoholic except for the big uh aa logo hanging from my chest yeah (laughs) we all we're all wearing one (laughs) i wear i wear it too so well and that's the thing like i've openly talked with Jaden, and i've told him like i i was not well like my priority was drinking and I couldn't physically take care of you because I would be annihilated in the corner. And I said, that wasn't the life for us. Yeah. Um, and, and it's a scary reality um, that 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 was my coping mechanisms for everything that I had dealt with was to drink. And I drank to oblivion and I drank to oblivion with my child in my care. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, and that's why, because I was so, that's where I was with my alcoholic life of drinking to oblivion with my child in my care. My recovery has to be the same. My recovery has to be um, recovery to oblivion and daily work, 12 steps, and to do that so I can have him in my care. It's beautiful. The yin and the yang, the opposite yeah. has to be done. I think about, so like when Noah, when I was in active addiction, Noah was so sick. So, so, so sick. He would, uh, he was just wetting the bed, thumb sucking, uh, angry. He was failing in school. He was having sleeping issues. He wouldn't bathe properly. He wouldn't eat properly. He didn't look well. He didn't want to brush his teeth without being forced. <clears throat> I mean, he was really sick. And as a result of, of uh, this, my, the, the life changes that happened within me, Right, the, the 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 experiences I had, and now the life I have in recovery. People would say that it says in a lot of literature and in different programs that, uh, different fellowships that people will see the changes in us long before we see it in ourselves. Mm-hmm. I didn't see that, nor was it brought to my attention. But what I noticed was the miracle happening right before my eyes. I witnessed the changes in Noah. I saw him wow. transform. I saw his grades go up. I saw his behaviors change, his sleeping patterns, his personality became really wow. pleasant. His mannerisms changed. As a matter of fact, <coughs> Noah started a little outreach and became the captain of his hockey team. Like these things, not the captain, but he was he was a major major part of that room, you know? Yeah. And, and I noticed that these are all... Um, Qualities that happen as a result of recovery. Wow. Now, do you find, like our boys are older, so um, we notice those physical changes. But for for Dustin, for you, with your boys being a little younger, not being able to vocalize emotion as much as obviously the two older boys, um, do you find that those boys really feed off your energies of like the positivity and the humbleness and... 
Yeah, no, no, absolutely. For me, where, where I've seen, like, because my boys, like, Callum was born in, in sobriety, and then Ben was very, very young when when I was uh, at my worst. Where I've seen the most uh, improvement, like, in, in health-wise and, and the most growth in my household is, is with my wife. You know, my, my wife was very stressed, holding everything together, mm-hmm. um, doing doing everything, right, um, through, through my worst, and... Uh, you know, to, to see her uh, get healthy again and, and, and flourish is, is where I've seen the most change, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, she's she's amazing. Like she like she is absolutely my my angel in my life, right? Uh, I love her with all my heart, and I, I put her through a lot of stuff, and and she stuck by me, and you know she's she's been doing a little bit of Allen on as well, mm-hmm. and 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 been given the opportunity to to recover as well. So yeah, love it, man. Wonderful. It's beautiful. Well, you know, here's the thing, right? So we have all these, um, like, we are not psychologists. We are not, we are not professionals. We mention this a lot. Like, we don't know a whole lot about anything. We, we need no. psychologists. Yes, yeah, <laughs> yes, yes. Might go out to see one after this episode. But uh, the reality is, is that we, and we're, we're only speculating. You, you have some knowledge because you were the child in the room, and I, pre- and I love that. Um, but you, let's face it, man. You know, if we're having seventeen thousand five hundred thoughts a day, and that's a lot of days added up since you were a child in the rooms. There's some muddied thinking for sure, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, let's not fool ourselves, right? Oh, yeah. Like you guys mentioned, so we were trying earlier to figure out what we talked about last week. I don't even know. I have no idea. I'm gonna have I to can't look remember what I, I was no talking idea. about yesterday. What did so. you have for breakfast? Like, for, oh, that's a thing. Breakfast is a real thing. Um, so anyways, I ended up, I was thinking, you know, the, the best way we could really get um, an understanding of how the child uh, looks at this would be from a child, right? And and, I, and this might be a real sensitive um, um, personal area so if you're listening in this could, and you find that, that this might be something you're you're um, not uncomfortable with um tune out and we look forward to seeing you next week but in the in the meantime um i think it'd be a great idea if we actually had the boys uh answer a couple of these questions for us what do you guys think yeah. absolutely see how it goes it may it see may or it may not work it may or may not it may or may not it may be amazing for some it may be uh you know it may not be everyone's cup of tea but let's uh let's let's uh let's see what uh what happens Bring them in. Bring them in. Oh, welcome to the studio, little Noah and little Jaden. How you doing, boys? Good. Kind of, kind of big, big Noah and big Jaden. Yeah, who am I kidding, right? <laughs> young, young men we have with us That's today. That's quite a tracksuit, man. That's really nice. I bet you it makes you run faster. Nope. No. Jaden with the hair. Look at that. I know. Yeah. He has the Jaden. Jaden has the hair that I never had. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But you're, but you got the hair on your on your face like nobody else. Says yeah, exactly. Like, I thought you'd achieve that. Uh, I love it. Very I think true. you know. I think Dustin always sells himself short. He's the most handsome guy in the room. Um, I'll take it. Yeah, my and ego is uh, bigger than your ego. Oh, no kidding! Wow. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> so listen, guys, we uh, we invited you in here today to talk about something a bit sensitive, right? Okay. Um, okay. Like uh, you guys are not new to this topic or these discussions, but I don't know if you've ever been asked these questions point blank. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna start off uh, um, and uh, and just say, hey, hey, how you doing? How are you, how are you feeling right now? Are you relaxed? Yeah. Okay. So let me like I know that in my disease i have a lot of perceptions of how things went down but i am going to ask you a couple questions on your perception of how things how things went down and how they are now okay okay so like um 
Do you have uh, memories of when I was drinking and, and drugging? Yes, I do. Yeah, when what what without actual events, how did what, what were the how did you feel about these memories? Um, pretty angry at you. Um, frustrated. Mm -hmm. Um, heartbroken. Okay. Yeah. Some and then and did you ever think that I was ever gonna get sober? Or did you always? How did you feel about that? What did you think was gonna um, happen? I didn't know that that um it, it was a thing until you until um you got sober. Wow. So AA had a big part in me getting sober. Yes. Wow. And uh, so that's what that's what you figure I go. Uh, what's what's you, what do you think AA is? Um, a place where. Where it helps people get better. I love it. And you're absolutely right. Really good, man. Hey, uh, and today, today, what about today? What What do you think about today? How's your life today compared to when I was out drinking and drugging? Way better. Way better? How so? Um, like, I how do you, don't, like, how do you feel that makes it way I'm better? Happy. Happy? Happy. I'll take it, buddy. Thanks for coming in and thanks for being honest, okay? You're I love you. Love you, too. All right. Hey, Jay. Mr. Hammer. How goes it, buddy? Good. Yeah, I know you're yeah. a little nervous. Yeah. It's something different for you. Yeah. Um, so I'm going to kind of ask you questions, kind of like what Jay just asked Noah. Yeah. Uh, you want to look at me? Yeah. Do you remember when we was drinking? No. No? You don't remember much of that? No. So you just remember being in the rooms with me, though, afterwards? Yeah. So um, what was it like when you came into the rooms the first couple of times? Do you remember? Mm -hmm. Not really, but I was just um, s sort of happy for you. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, what's it like when you go to the rooms now? Um, it's fun because now I'm used to it. Yeah. You've made some good friends in there too, haven't you? Yeah. Some of the old guys spoil you rotten. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not old. No, sorry. Um, <laughs> no. That's <laughs> why you're very old. No. Sorry. <laughs> um, so when you, I have a question. So when you're in the room, mm -hmm. um, and I, I know you're in the back, and sometimes you're sitting with no one, you're playing on your games and stuff. Do you hear what happens at the front of the room? Do you hear um, when the speakers are talking? Sorta. I don't really focus on that. No, but you you do catch on to some stuff, right? Yeah. So when mom tells you that we're going to a meeting, we're going to AA. What does that mean to you? What does? Um, sorta makes me happy, and I don't know. Yeah. That's okay. Yeah. Um, but you know, the, when I go to the rooms, it's because I need to get well, right? Because yeah. you know, mommy used to drink a lot. So. Yeah. Sort of. Um, sort of. Yeah, I know you don't quite remember, but um, do you, what's, uh, with the rooms being AA, obviously for alcohol, um, and that it makes mommy get well, you, you understand that mom's going to do this for the rest of her life, right? To, to yeah. stay being a good mom? Yeah. Yeah. Um, you heard the term getting the seed planted? No. No? Okay. Well, it means that when it comes time, uh, hopefully, that uh, if you ever need help, you know the rooms are there for you too, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love okay. that. I love that. It's awesome. It's so awesome. Now and then, since we have Dustin here sitting sitting with the kids, um, because he technically falls into the category as the child that was in the, the rooms, um, He's a perfect example of, of like this is like this is an amazing scene right now. Like mm -hmm. my heart is so full right now. Like I'm not even sure how I feel. I just feel overwhelmed a little bit, to be honest with you. But this is like like Dustin is the future of exactly what could happen if yep. you two boys are, are continue to to be involved. And this is an, a shout out to all the parents 
and uncles and aunts and brothers and sisters out there with children, you know, this is not only uh, um, feasible, uh, it's necessary. It's necessary, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my parents had, had lots of talks with me, you know, just in case, right? And, 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 and just in my house, like, I, I ended up having a problem with alcohol. But that doesn't mean that, that these two young guys are going to. My, my, my sister's not alcoholic, right? Mm-hmm. Right. She, she, doesn't, yeah, yeah. she doesn't have the, the same problem as me. Um, so, you know, it's just a, it's, it's important, right, to, to, to know about this stuff so that if it ever did happen, you know, you know how, to, how to address that. Yeah. Um, I, gaining I, the tools. I love it. Arm with the facts. So what, uh, what, what's your favorite part about meetings? Um, the food. The food? Yeah. Like, the, the, yeah. The donuts? The cookies. The, the donuts? donuts? Yeah. 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 Do you guys we, ever laugh at the stories? Uh, not really. Not really. Uh, no. What about when your dad speaks? Um, never. Never? Oh. Never? Oh. <laughs> he's, uh, well, he's, uh, I, it's, it's funny because I, you know, I've had a few occasions where I've spoken and I've yet to bring Noah to one of these. Oh, okay. Um, yes, right. So I've actually, I know it's, it's something we didn't touch on this week is that is, as much as I'm in, in open to having him uh, into all this, uh, this world to give him uh, every opportunity in the world to succeed, I have, uh, I've still sort of sheltered him from some truths about where I was at mentally and emotionally and physically and, we got to yeah. remember they're still young. Still There's really, yeah, lots of time young. for them to understand yes. it fully as they Absolutely. as they grow themselves. So this has been a hell of a show this week, you guys. Hey, pretty amazing. What a great show, boys! Thank yeah. you for coming in. Thanks for coming, guys. Yeah, right, uh, Jody. My gosh, thank you so much. Yeah. I, I knew I knew you brothers. were going to be dynamite, and you were. You knocked it out of the park. Thank you. I'm so grateful. So blessed. Thanks again, Jody. Absolutely, boys. I'm glad to be here. Well, All right, be- before we shut it down, a quick shout out to uh, to Warren, our, our engineer over here, rocking the mic board. We got the David D doing some editing. We got uh, we got Liam C with our intro song there, that the man in the glass and relating recovery intro, and uh, the strings played by his father, uh, straight from the lighthouse. Um, uh, who am I forgetting? Who am I forgetting? Wh- Kwame! Yes, Kwame has been on board lately and he's making a huge difference and one of the biggest impact players in this whole thing. we got a lot of moving parts, you guys. We have some um, we have some exciting stuff happening in Relating Recovery. We know it's a, a Facebook group that's that's grown a whole bunch of different branches off that tree and um, this obviously podcast being one of them. We are hoping to have some clothing out soon and um, I haven't talked to Dustin about this but I'm having... I'm thinking about if we see some clothing around our, our local area being worn, I'll have a pocket full of Tim Hortons gift cards and be able to drop those Tim Hortons gift cards in your hand just for promoting the name. We want to get the name out there so we can continue to bring awareness and continue to help people as much as we possibly can every single day going forward. Sounds good. All right? Absolutely. All right. All right, man. All right. Yeah. See you till next time. Oh, that. <laughs>